welcome to Galactic Goddess podcast and show. I'm your host, Rada Nelia, and today we have a very special guest, Ms. Stasia Bliss, who is a multidimensional healer. She is a co-author in Awakening Starseeds. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rada. It's such an honor to be here with you today. It is. And in this collaboration. <laughs> so exciting. Yes, it's so exciting. We just had, earlier we had like a, a group call and everybody came forward and we all shared our intentions and it is amazing the power of community and how when we come together and share our truth, our heart, our intentions, the energy just amplifies a hundredfold. <laughs> Absolutely. I was so overwhelmed with gratitude to be there and just feeling everybody stepping forward into the truth of who they are through this project, yeah. which is really what I do. I mean, uh, you call me a multidimensional healer and I've used that term before, but I really like to call myself an empowerment coach that just works on multidimensional layers mm -hmm. <laughs> because we have so many layers. Yeah. Yeah. So just helping assist and stand by people while they go through their awakening process. Mm -hmm. It's really my thing. And that can look so many different ways, mm -hmm. but we're all doing it. We're all going through an awakening right now. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's an important, it's important to have anchors like yourself, you know, they're, it's important to have it because it's like having a standing post. Like people are all going through it and they're all running around and like they need to stop and anchor into their, divinity that you know a lot of stuff is purging to the surface a lot of people are very confused Absolutely. and that can cause a feeling of um like oh am i going crazy and the truth is no you, you probably aren't going crazy you're probably just right. purging and then it would be a, probably a good wise idea to contact someone like sasha when you're going through something like that because you might be clearing lifetimes of stuff and that's a cool part about being multi-dimensional is you work past present <laughs> future, parallel lifetimes it's not things that happen in this lifetime are a result of all of that right yes mm -hmm. absolutely Amazing. for sure and i think it's really important right now because the whole mental health arena is kind of like what our society has done with not really understanding the awakening mm -hmm. process. It's like we've lumped it into this, so we don't really know what's going on over here, so we're going to possibly call it an illness. Mm -hmm. You know, even the anxiety and the depression and all these things mm -hmm. that people struggle with, you know, can be just a byproduct of our awakening process. Mm -hmm. And pretty much a cheerleader for that's exactly what's happening. That's so important. <laughs> and so we also experience this in our relationships too, you know, our relationships are waking up to a new level and, mm -hmm. and they're so interconnected, our inner awakening journey and our awakening journey with each other. Mm -hmm. So I love to help people through that understanding mm -hmm. of what's happening, you know, how to look at this from a more empowered perspective and see how life is actually happening for you, mm -hmm. not against you. Oh, and isn't that a relief? <laughs> It's such a relief. Oh, finally. Yes. Yeah, so life is working for me. I just have to understand so I can help participate or, you know, it's kind of like we have to help drive the energy, you know, energy is energy. It can come and engulf you. Or if you learn how to work with it, it can be a powerful tool. Um, so, you know, 
what you do is like alchemy. You help alchemize what's already within. And then, you know, how does this tie into your chapter? We'd love to know about, you know, your chapter and we can ask our seeds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing that and I mentioned it just a, a moment ago, the thing that I find the most important thing about my life that I want to express is my awakening journey really happened through all my relationships. I feel like I've kind of been like a relationship addict in a way, but I, I love people and I love relating. And so I feel like I've, I chose that <laughs> avenue to like understand my own inner awakening. And so my chapter is really like, how did my relationships, how did I wake up to the understanding that my relationships were simply mirroring my inner process? They were mm. showing me where I still had self-doubt, where I still had blocks, mm. where I was, how I was still perceiving reality in a way that was self-defeating and that my relationships were, you know, looking that way to me. They were looking like they had problems, but that was the lens I was peering through. And as I awakened to that, I was able to transform my relationship to relationships by understanding basically the kundalini energy of the body and how it does open every spinal center and offer us this initiation point in everything we do, how we're going to look at it, if we're going to up level it to our next aware space, our next conscious place of living from there, or are we going to continue in the patterns of the past and, mm -hmm. and what society has given us, you know, are we going to live from that place or are we going to, you know, become uniquely who we're here to be? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. It's hard to write all that in 1500 words, but it's such an awesome opportunity too, to just <laughs> like kiss that out. Yes. That so. You did a really fine job. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I think a skilled writer can really bring the essence of any story. So you did a very fine job. I really love your story. And, and then people can find out more about what you do, you know, and that's so important. And I love how you reframed it about, you know, relationships are reflections and they're wonderful places to grow. And so many times people look at their relationships or their quote unquote failed relationships and they use that like, oh, I'm a failure. Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you just needed that feedback. It's kind of like biofeedback from Absolutely. a person who is resonating at the same place so that you could either do something about it, shift, change, release, let go, identify patterns. Like it's more about where's the opportunity and thinking, loving, and blessing those opportunities rather than there's something wrong, right? Yes, I'd love to give a little example. Mm -hmm. Maybe the listeners would like one. So, like, if yes. you're working in your first chakra, and you first chakra is a lot about money, a lot about how we relate to money and wealth, or our feelings mm -hmm. of, you know, all the primal stuff we need mm -hmm. in a body, you know, food, mm -hmm. clothing, shelter, like basic instincts. And so, if we don't have a strong sense of feeling connected to the universe, if we actually are thinking that there's not enough, mm -hmm. and a lot of that comes from our society, you know, even if you grew up in a well-to-do family, you still might take on some feelings of not having enough. So for me, I manifested relationship after relationship where the man doesn't work, you know, and he's like not bringing in anything. And I'm forced to find in me my own inner resources. You know, I could say, oh, you know, he's not bringing anything to the table. He's being lazy or whatever, but that's me just projecting my mm -hmm. own detachment from my poverty consciousness, mm -hmm. which is my own inner stuff. Mm -hmm. And so as we transform that 
you know, consciousness in ourself and learn that we can actually provide for ourselves, that we can become empowered in that and that there's plenty and more than enough, then we, like the people who are attracted to us begin to shift. We start to see that wealth showing up in a variety of ways in our relationships mm -hmm. and then we may come to a new lesson in a new you know energy center uh, with the people that we interact with so Ooh, yeah. I just love that I love that um I love how when we make shifts inside of us it shows up in the world and the people around us I mean how yeah. how much more empowering can you get like that's when we start to take responsibility, it's not to say like we deserve everything that happened, you know, it's not like that. But I think more and more, the more we can take responsibility and come from that empowered place, it does loop back and feedback to us, right? Absolutely. And if something did happen, well, it did happen, mm -hmm. right? Like it's already done, we can't mm -hmm. go back and change it, but we can change how we think about it. Mm -hmm. We can find the way to look at it that does facilitate our growth. Because mm -hmm. that's really, I mean, if that's the most important thing is that we're growing and that yes. we're evolving our consciousness, then we look at everything that we're given and we get to reframe it mm -hmm. as everything is part of this thing I'm building, this empowerment mm -hmm. project of myself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, and tell us, you know, you, you're quite an accomplished author. You have multiple books and I think we'll definitely put a link to your online library down below. You know, you've done many books. Um, and then is this the first collaborative book that you're being part of? It actually is my first mm -hmm. collaborative book. I did get one poetry piece published in a poetry, International mm -hmm. Book of Poetry, but mm -hmm. way back, maybe when I was like 20 or something. Ah, so cool though. Decades ago. <laughs> Still very but, cool. Um, yeah, in a long time. And this is the first <clears throat> thing like this. I've actually, mm -hmm. I have wanted to do something like this since all of my works are all consciousness based. So mm -hmm. many of my works are about relationship and yeah. finding like how to relate to your relationship from a unity perspective, mm -hmm. how to look at sexuality from an empowered way, you know, how, they're all along the vein of empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I just released my first kids book. That's oh. part of a series of yoga books. Mm -hmm. So I like, breathe that was just released and there's I can do yoga and I can meditate that will soon be <laughs> so congratulations zone too. <laughs> I love that so much I think you know I think that's so exciting I love poetry you're a very uh, incredible writer I've always loved your writing you have a way mm -hmm. a great way of expressing yourself and um, for a writer, it can be, I just wrote my book too, my memoir type book, and it can be pretty lonely if you're just doing it alone, <laughs> you know, it can, it's a very true. <laughs> isolating journey. And I was just curious, how is this uh, collaborative experience different than writing alone, per se? Uh, it's like a piece of cake, suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, right, like writing... Writing by yourself, you have to be so self-motivated and just like kicking yourself over and over, like get back to writing, get back to writing. And now what am I going to do with it? Like you're, you know, you're, I mean, I haven't done honestly that great of a job of marketing my own stuff because I'm very much in the writing. So suddenly like in this experience, I'm just feeling like the whole thing is just floating. You know, I just felt like my piece just came right out and like the group is, and the intention and the magic is just so palpable and so beautiful and just it's the most glorious 
book writing journey I've ever had. I'm really we're, grateful. We're so honored to have your voice because you're, you're an amazing, amazing writer. You guys have to check out her, her books. I'll definitely post her link below so you can check them out. She, she has a, a amazing way of, of seeing the world. I guess it's because you, of your multidimensional abilities that you, you know, and what you said about reframing things, like we have to reframe things so that they're empowering. And I think that so much of it, a lot of people get locked in one viewpoint and then that sort of becomes a cage they live in. So yeah. how did you get to a place where you were able to you know, see things at different perspectives, different angles. How did you open? Because, you know, this world can be very rigid. It's like pick a side, right? Pick a sure. side and stay there and you better fight everything you have for that belief. How did you come out of that binding? Yeah. Well, it's definitely been a journey. I mean, I grew up as a Mormon girl, so we had even stronger bindings than a lot of, you wow. know, very like, you know, rigid, strict belief structure. Mm -hmm. And you know, that kept my sexual nature very repressed for a long time, you know, and I, I feel like it, I just reached a point in my journey where I suddenly saw what that life was going to be like, mm -hmm. that one choice made, and it just kind of like went into infinity, like infinity mirrors in front of me one day, and I was like, oh wait, this is as far as I can go in this path, like nothing more is revealing itself to me, and that was the moment that I decided that I needed to discover as much as I could about this reality. And I, I went from there and traveled a lot. I went to Asia and Southeast Asia and that wow. ignited my interest in yoga. So then I became a yoga instructor and I started just, you know, delving into my inner realms, which is where this all ends up. It's like yoga is probably my first alchemical tool. It really does do alchemy in your body, the mm -hmm. yoga, the uniting, the yin and the yang, the mm -hmm. ha, ha of yoga is, is an inner alchemical process. So it then like led me to be curious in other Gnostic mm -hmm. alchemical studies, Egyptian mythology and mm -hmm. um, Tantra. And I got into Kundalini yoga. And, mm -hmm. and then I also studied alchemy for a while uh, with mm -hmm. an alchemy teacher and and some ancient um, Lemurian alchemy as well, which was kind of a treat to discover. And just all the while, I just felt like it's just been a calibration process mm -hmm. from duality to unity. It's like, mm -hmm. and that actually is the process that's defined in all the mystery schools is like the mm -hmm. blending of the left and the right path, mm -hmm. the blending of the light and the dark. And so there becomes a time, right? Like in our process where we suddenly don't see them as separate anymore mm -hmm. and therefore our lens changes on the world where we stop seeing things as empowering or disempowering and we and we really just see it's all it's all for me it's all mm -hmm. love it's all one thing you know mm -hmm. with various shades and textures mm -hmm. and i'm just so grateful to have that vision mm -hmm. and feel like I can hold that now it's taken me a long time where I feel like I can mm -hmm. hold that and now that's like my anchor is I just do see the one <laughs> yeah you know I love that that's that's really more and more where I'm coming from is more much more oneness like I'm um, you know where our society is so much like I need to win I need to win you know it's always a race in different various ways and then you know it's such a relief and so much more relaxing to be like we all win let, let us all win when you win, win i win we can all win together it's like when the earth becomes healthier we all win when the when we start to say no to pesticides we all win 
you know, we win. The only way we can win in my eyes is together. It's a very old archaic belief that there's one winner because that kind of belief has created, you know, these sort of energies or corporations that are not in the favor of the all, right? So as we come back to our true nature, and I believe that is our true nature, um, we start to have more love, more peace, more inspiration, more joy, more motivation. Motivation to make things great for all of us, right? Because even in the healing work you're doing, when one person has a breakthrough, there's a ripple effect that goes all the way across the world. You know, and that's what I love about energy work and healing and healers is that, you know, it's hard to explain the alchemy that comes from healers because the healers are really changing the world very much behind the scenes. They're not out there screaming and fighting. They're, they're alchemizing is the word. They're the ultimate alchemist. They turn everything to gold with the work that they do. It doesn't matter if it's on a group of people or if it's with one person, one-to-one. Every step they take is creating a, 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 like a oneness for all. And it's such a beautiful thing. So I honor you. I love healers and, you know, people that are taking a stand for everyone. And it doesn't mean you have to <clears throat> go, go out and do all these wild things or scream at people. You can do amazing work, amazing work by honing in yourself first and alchemizing within and when you alchemize within you can help others alchemize within and as each person alchemizes this is a transformation of consciousness globally yeah, collectively it's because of everyone who has been doing their inner work that we're even at this phase of reality like yeah. reality is waking up now mm -hmm. so like the mass kundalini awakening mm -hmm. is finally on because enough people have been working on themselves and doing the alchemy yeah. inside that that reached a critical mass and now it's literally like the awakening of all people so mm. now we get to stand and having done the work that we've done inside can stand and assist others that's mm. why i feel like it's kind of my job if i know what the heck's going on to yes. stand and be like this is what's up it's okay yeah. you're gonna make it. It's, it doesn't have to be scary you know yeah it might yeah. hurt a little bit yes you'll probably mm -hmm. fall on your face maybe everything will be destroyed but hey you're gonna be okay yeah, like exactly. you're gonna come out of this better and like you're gonna love yourself even more mm -hmm. and you're gonna have more friends and more connections mm -hmm. and more amazing things than you have yes ever thought you could you know it, it's so beautiful you know and that i think that's that's where the quantum leap comes from because even in your incredible story uh the leap from being in a very tied religious organization that really you know i mean it's different you know everyone has a different opinion but in many ways for for a soul that's here to do a lot of collective work those limiting beliefs really tie you down and sort of keep you small keep you really small and bound so how you know if somebody's listening right now that may be trying to free themselves like how do you make that quantum leap from that very controlled patriarchal place to okay i'm going to take that leap 
you know, and, and I'm afraid. You know? This question gives me chills because it is the question. Mm-hmm. It's the question. And my answer, especially these days, is to first of all, fall in love with where you're at and all the use that have brought you to this point because yeah. that love is all that can release you. And mm-hmm. when you can honor that this being bound also brought you to this now mm-hmm. and that it facilitated this moment where you could even notice that mm-hmm. that's actually the alchemy that will liberate you and mm-hmm. it you'll make your own quantum leap just by a, adoring mm-hmm. and appreciating that you're at this moment of, mm-hmm. of wonder wow. and asking the question like that's that is the alchemy that's so beautiful. a lot of people do just want to like leave all that behind and be like mm-hmm. you know screw that past, you know, like it was terrible or whatever. But in that, that's where we have to keep going back and doing the work because we yep. have to go back and see the beauty and the purpose and the reason for all that. Yes. So we can actually, you know, absorb and mm-hmm. that's part of us. It's part of yeah. the landscape mm-hmm. of our consciousness. We can't so negate true. it. Right. I love that. That's so beautiful. And so important because a lot of, you know, and then, and then you go to the other side where a lot of spiritual people are bypassing stuff like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm not looking, I'm not, you know, just, and I think what, one, one thing I really like about you is um, that I can really relate to is like the shadow work that you do and your willingness to go into those places with people and, um, I consider you very brave and very strong because a lot of people are afraid, even healers. A lot of healers will not go to dark places and you're like, wait a minute, I just, I need to tell you some very dark things right now. And they're like, no, 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 angels and light and love. And you're like, what in the, you know what I mean? And that's just like, and so um, I, I've been a connoisseur of, of energy work for a very long time because I'm very curious about how people do different things. And, um, I've experienced your work and it's, it's awesome because you are willing to go to those darker places. And that's one thing I've always been like, Hmm, about certain healers. Cause I no no offense. I love everyone, but just, I think as a sort of a very important part of being a healer is not spiritually bypassing, being able to go to dark, and come back out because really you're a guide you know you're a guide to people who are in darkness so if you're afraid of the dark how in the world are you ever gonna help anyone else get out of the dark you have to know the dark inside out and that's gonna share where that initiation came for me because um india really gave me that initiation i i definitely faced some of the most um atrocious to most human minds experiences Mm -hmm. there that were and one that just kind of like epitomizes for me how i i was able to sit with what i I witnessed there because it's it's funny because i love india so much Mm -hmm. i feel like i must have lived there many lifetimes and i'm all people often tell me that i i remind them of that and as soon as i touched down there i was like i'm home i recognize Mm -hmm. this place but the rawness of life is not hidden there Mm -hmm. so the things that we do not let ourselves see in the western Mm -hmm. world and we keep behind closed doors including garbage or sick people or dying people Mm -hmm. or or all the things, pee and poo and all the mm-hmm. stuff, you know, all of it is right 
there, right? Yeah. Like right in your face. And it's either get comfortable with mm -hmm. all this stuff or you'll never make it here. Like mm -hmm. you'll go home screaming or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so my journey there was encountering having come from a very like very sanitized mm -hmm. upbringing where it was like the ultimate culture shock to everything mm -hmm. in me. The day that I went to the burning ghats in Varanasi where they cremate bodies right mm -hmm. on the Ganja River, mm -hmm. on the Ganges River. And I just, I went where no white woman was supposed to go. And I just mm -hmm. sat over the burning ghats and, mm -hmm. and breathed in <laughs> this, you know, they burn, mm -hmm. of course, cedar and sandalwood. But I was like, I need to sit with this, mm -hmm. this yeah. to the extreme and I just spent like the afternoon there feeling and I could really feel like the death gate that's there you know mm. people go there to escape the cycle of reincarnation they go there to die and let that be their last time that mm -hmm. they're you know recycled they want like samadhi mm. they want liberation yes. moksha right we, we all have this feeling even in our present moment like we mm -hmm. want to be released from the cycle of suffering yeah. <clears throat> take but, this wheel of karma <laughs> <laughs> right? But the only way to do that is to sit face to face with death and not be afraid of it, right? Like mm. be able to take it into you and realize it's actually part of you. Yeah. And like breathing in that moment being like, I'm breathing dead people right now. Mm. Like I, like I'm having a, a, a Shiva moment <laughs> and that's wow. where I decided I must be like in a gory Tantra, you know, I was mm. like, cause nothing like beyond that, it's like, there's nothing that's not sacred in this mm -hmm. world and so like even those places where we are fearing to tread mm -hmm. the sacred is there and it's so some of there. us have to be willing to walk into them yeah. and and be like see the sacred is in here mm -hmm. it's in this dark cavern like i'll show you and maybe sacred is only there because we walk there mm -hmm. you know, maybe our consciousness looking at it allows it to be infused and for me that's enough like for me i'm like if that feels like it's my job i'm just gonna crawl in the crevices and just bring love there like to me that just feels like that's so cool. someone's gotta do it and it, it it feels like a lovely thing to do that's incredible <laughs> that that's definitely something i would love to do i've always wanted to go to the, the ganji river mm -hmm. and we should take people there. I would love. I know. Like, let's go back. We gotta do this. I mean, that 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 is that is the ultimate, and that's something. You know, I've I've chosen to go to a lot of places that that are like you know, Europe, like Italy, or you know, pretty places. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, there's something very powerful about seeing the rawness of the world. It's easy in the Western world to get super comfy and used to. The way things are here but it's not like that everywhere um and don't get me wrong india is the most stunning landscape mm -hmm. i've ever seen the most glorious people the mm -hmm. most holy of sites i mean some of those temples are so insanely saturated with you know the sacred mm -hmm. and the, just the holy sense of you know that it's like it made me realize in the states what we really lack is an acknowledgement of the sacred like mm -hmm. that's what's wrong with this culture in my mind mm -hmm. and why i think this book is so important like seeing mm -hmm. this book on the best-selling list and just knowing like mm -hmm. people opening it up and having these moments i'm like that's what this culture needs like please yeah. let's plant some seeds of remembrance yes. that we're holy you know yeah. that all of our you know 
shit is roses you know like I, lo I really love that i think we we all have a holiness inside of us and it's it, i don't agree with that saying you're born a sinner because actually um you're reinforcing people to turn to the dark and to feel like well i'm already bad and that's a thing with shame and sin um, they're very much like this because when you feel ashamed, like if it's instilled in you as a child, you go out and recreate shameful things. And I, I'm, I, you know, shame is something I've worked with my whole life, uh, you know, feeling and releasing and facing and then realizing that's not mine. That's not even my shame. We carry this shame on our shoulders of other people who couldn't process it and they just, they dump it onto kids or they dump it onto you growing up and, you know, releasing those really toxic beliefs gives us freedom to be authentic to ourselves, to be true to ourselves. And if we want, you know, people to be true to us in relationships, we have to be true with ourselves and honest with us first. You can't expect that to happen out there unless you're willing to do that here. Um, and, and, and the mm -hmm. shame thing, um, I feel like when our, like if we look in our ancestry, we can see that our ancestors carried certain unprocessed emotions, mm -hmm. you know, they carried them and they became like the familiar place like that you know even if your childhood wasn't great it was familiar to you so you recreate them because we create something we're comfortable with until we're ready to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. so it's like the, in the discomfort comes the change mm -hmm. but first we have to like look at what we've become comfortable with and a lot of our mindsets in this culture are we've become comfortable with you know a lot of this shame and guilt and mm -hmm. judgment and you know, like all this stuff. So again, if we're going to change it, we got to get good with that first and just be mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's how we've done it. Up that's to how this we've point. done it. Mm -hmm. And it, I was thinking about this this morning. I'm like, even this judgmental culture, even the way we've done things till now, mm -hmm. it still has been like part of our evolutionary journey as mm -hmm. humanity. You know, yeah. it, we wouldn't be where we are now had we not gone through that. So it's so still true. valid, right? It's in like Yeah. I love that. I love how everything is valuable. Like everything is valuable. Even the mo the moments we wanna we do wanna hide under the rock and never tell anybody about. Like even those moments are valuable, yeah. you know? And then bringing honor and love and light to, to them, to that darkness is how we transmute. And I found that the only way that I could bring healing into my life was to honor the darkness that was there too, you know, not try to pretend it wasn't or tell another story. And that's, you know, that's why I talk a lot about darkness in, in my book. And I want, cause I want people to know that it's okay yes. to share your dark stories so that we can bring healing and love and light to them. And, um, because we all have them we all have them yeah mm -hmm. no, nothing <laughs> i mean i think and that's a beautiful part is we start to realize hey wait a minute we're more alike than we're not like wait why was i thinking that before you know and hey how related are we there's so much more relatedness to each other um and i think that's one of the greatest joys of coming together in this way that we can be creative and productive and powerful and 
bringing magic through our words and through wisdoms. It, it's so beautiful to bring so many hearts together because it's not just the mind, it's the heart. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Yeah. And it's like the heart pieces all coming back together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, all the broken hearts, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what makes us whole again, you know? That, that could be it. Like we, we, I think we've all become so independent, but finding that there in in certain community situations where we're aligned there can be tremendous amount of encouragement and love and community and healing and even opening us up to trust more you know in our heart um because everybody's been had broken hearts and been hurt but um that's why i love the energy of like win-win like let's uh, let's let's do this. It's not just about us. This is a, so much bigger than us and that it's a contribution to sure. everyone. And so that's so beautiful. I think we came to this world to collaborate in many different I ways. Yeah. And it's We're all like an aspect of the one, mm -hmm. you know, like together we make the wholeness. We, we don't make it with just mm -hmm. a few of us, we make it with the wholeness. So yeah. finding how everyone's peace fits, I think, mm -hmm. is, is the journey as well. So beautiful. Yeah. So um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? I'm just so honored. If anyone does mm -hmm. want to get in touch with me, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and up to year-long coaching as well because the transformation mm -hmm. journey can take a while. You can find me on my website, Bliss in the House. Dot com. Wonderful, wonderful. And then listen to the house. <laughs> I love that bliss. Yeah, because your last name is Bliss, and you're bringing bliss into the house. And I'll put all of your information below so people can contact you. Um, Stasha is an amazing healer, and hopefully, we get to collab in some. Uh, you know, healing events in California <laughs> this summer. So totally. we'll see. Totally. I'm so honored. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you. Loved um, having you, your presence, um, everything you stand for. Just so beautiful. And um, I just, I can't wait to share your chapter and everyone's chapter with the world very soon. So thank you for entrusting us and being part of Awakening Starseeds and beyond. Until thank next you. time, much love. Much love.